Rochester Regional Health, working every day to improve the health of individuals and communities so everyone can enjoy a better, healthier life, presents another edition of Rock Your Health Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. There are 7 million stroke survivors in the United States, according to the National Stroke Association, and approximately 2.3 million develop post-stroke depression, or PSD, annually. So what are the protocols for early detection and treatment of PSD? Here to explain more is Celia McIntosh, a nurse practitioner in the Department of Neurology at Rochester Regional Health. Celia, thanks for your time. So what are the biggest complications associated with post stroke depression or PSD? Well, some of the biggest complication is that um, post-stroke depression can increase mortality. It can um, lead to poor functional outcomes, decreased quality of life, um, decreased social interaction. Um, Ultimately, it can also lead to, uh, like I said, poor functional recovery, poor rehab um, outcomes. Those are some of the major ones and also um, lead to suicidal ideation. So there's a lot of things that are associated with PSD, poor functional recovery, suicidal ideation, as you said, decreased quality of life and increased mortality. So it's really good to get at this early, early detection, very important. So how do you screen for PSD? Well, there's a very, uh, a lot of different screening tools, um, and that's basically one of the issues. Uh, so the PHQ-9 tool, and looking at, for, for specifically for my organization, we utilize the PHQ-9 tool. They're, they also have the Hamilton Depression Scale as well, but we felt that the PHQ-9 was very, um, it was free, it was reliable, it's been tested in stroke, the stroke population to have good validity and reliability and a lot of the primary care centers are already using this tool, so that's actually one of the tools we chose for screening of post-stroke depression. So do you wait for depression symptoms to occur, or are all stroke patients automatically screened for PSD? Well, this is the thing. In 2012, the Joint Commission, in association with the the American Heart and American Association, they said that one of their key recommendations for centers to be comprehensive certified was to screen for depression. We are currently a primary care center, so we are actually ahead of the ball. Um, But the thing of it is, is there has not really been any consistency in organizations about um, actually having, like, what days to screen. There's a lot of different barriers. So what we have done here is that we have implemented a depression screening protocol Typically, on the second day of screening, uh, second day of admission, once a patient, we find out that a patient actually has had a documented stroke on CAT scan or MRI. And so, so we just screen them to really establish a baseline to see if this is something that they um, either have or don't have, or, and then tend to try to rescreen them once they've been discharged to follow up on it. So what you're saying is this is really up to each hospital's discretion, and what you do at Rochester is on the second day of admission, you administer the PHQ, which stands for Patient Health Questionnaire. So on that second day of admission, you give them the PHQ-9. Is that right? Yes, especially if they've had a confirmed stroke. And then at um, when, when they leave the hospital, you give the PHQ again to see how they're progressing? 
Yes. So typically we like the patients to follow up within seven to 10 days, but if they're not able to follow up within that time frame, within two to four weeks, we try to get them an appointment in our outpatient center so they can get rescreened again so we can keep, like I said, establish if they have had any changes, any worsening in their symptoms, so we can basically trend um, any um, changes overall in their depression screen. Which is really important. So if PSD is identified, how do you treat it? Well, the literature suggests that um, the best thing to do is use um, antidepressants earlier on because it increases um, recovery and it increases survival. So what we have done within the hospital is if we have someone here that actually has been screened positive, especially if they're over um, a score of 10, what we do is we tend to start them on a medication here. And then, like I said, we follow them up every couple weeks as we're able to, as they're able to follow up to see if that, if their mood improves or if they, um, you know, are basically how, how are they doing overall with their stroke symptoms post-discharge. So what is the short-term and long-term outcome of early diagnosis and treatment of PSD? Well, the literature suggests that and, um, patients with after a stroke can have depression up to anywhere, um, up to five years. The greatest risk of the depression is within the first year, and it's typically greatest within the first month is the most severe cases. So typically, as long as it's the earlier it's being treated, um, the better the symptom outcome will be. So, I mean, that's the thing. We really have to continue to monitor it. But the sooner we start the patient on treatment, especially if we're seeing that they're having functional, um, you know, not having, uh, having lack of interest, lack of motivation, very sad, very tearful, things like that, as long as we see that, then we know that it's going to impact their recovery. And the sooner we start them, the better, like I said, the outcome will be. Um, I, I can't guarantee that they're going to be at zero depression, but as long as we're watching it and we're trending it, we can make changes based on that. So do patients with acute strokes have a higher incidence of PSD? When I implemented my study back in 2014, um, we got a really a lot of good data saying that, you know, once we started screening, we were able to pick it up. But like I said, there are some barriers. I mean, if a patient has some cognitive deficits, um, dementia, if they're, um, they have any agnosia, depending on the, where their stroke is, they may have some lack of awareness. So um, there were some of the patients that actually could not be screened but probably would have benefited. So from the time that we've actually implemented the tool and the screening, we have, no, we have been able to pick up on it. So I think it's because we are screening more that we're now really starting to recognizing it and we're not just treating, saying the patient had a stroke, it's all a part of the stroke. Well, it's it's not just one problem. It's two different problems. It's like, yes, it's the depression and it's the stroke. So we treat them comprehensively, not, you know, as one process. So the benefits of early detection are very clear. It has the potential to improve short and long-term patient outcomes, such as um, helping stroke survivors return to an active life, improve quality of life and social interaction, decrease mortality, and as you said, improve functional outcomes. And Celia, if you could wrap it up for us, why should someone choose Rochester Regional for their health care needs? 
Well, this is the thing. Rochester Regional Health was the first stroke hospital here in Rochester, and we do stroke well. We we're really we want to do the most compre- take the most comprehensive approach towards caring for our stroke patients, which means that we not only take care of their physical needs, we take care of their psychological needs to really help improve their long-term outcomes. So that's why I believe that patients should pick our hospital because we are looking at things comprehensively and not just looking at one individual problem. Well, Celia, thank you so much for your time again today, and thank you for talking to us about the PSD protocols. Very important work there. You're listening to Rock Your Health Radio with Rochester Regional Health. For more information, you can go to rochesterregional.org. That's rochesterregional.org. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.